Hi everyone, and welcome to Vocal Arts, the podcast that explores the world of professional voice artists. My name is Peter Barber, and I'll be your guide along this path of vocal performance. What's that? <laughs> oh, why am I qualified to host this show? Well, for starters, I got my master's degree in, you guessed it, vocal arts and performance from the University of Southern California. I trained one-on-one with world-class singers and learned all about the physiology and function of the human voice from leading voice scientists. Beyond that, I currently sing opera professionally as a resident artist at the Academy of Vocal Arts. Since quarantine started, I began producing my own a cappella music, from arranging to recording, mixing, and mastering. I've performed in basically every genre from EDM to chamber choir, and with an undergrad major in audio engineering, I can comfortably bridge the gap between live performance and studio recordings. From the grandiose space of a 3,000-seat opera house to the intimate, soundproof booths used in voiceover. But perhaps most importantly, I'm just a young artist, fascinated by the various careers in vocal performance and inspired to learn more about them from the best and brightest vocal talent the world has to offer. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. And no matter what your involvement is within the world of vocal arts, I hope that here on this podcast, you can both learn something and enjoy. Today's guest is Bobby Waters. Bobby Waters is a 22-year-old bass singer currently pursuing a degree in computer science and a minor in sound recording technology from the University of Massachusetts Lowell. In recent months, Bobby has experienced what it's like to go viral garnering hundreds of thousands of followers and millions of likes. Through TikTok, Bobby and several others formed a vocal group at the beginning of 2021 named The Wellerman, referenced after their studio sea shanty single, Wellerman. After releasing this track just weeks ago, it already has millions of streams throughout all streaming services and over 1 million views on the corresponding YouTube video. Bobby and I talked about what it's like to go viral, the differences between the college and professional acapella worlds, TikTok, growing a following, sea shanties, Game of Thrones, and much more. Bobby and I recently collaborated on a cover of The Summit by Avi Kaplan, which Avi actually ended up seeing and giving us a full stamp of approval on. We talk about this briefly in the interview, and what it's like to interact with your biggest musical heroes. Please welcome Bobby Waters. Welcome to Vocal Arts. Yeah, I got that. Dude, actually, I got that um, from my ex a little while ago. But um, literally, I, I, I must have started watching that series a couple of years. No, it must have been three years ago when I started. And um, because they were just like finishing season seven, and they were gonna start season eight like a year or two later. But yeah, no, I was like s- super into it. I got this um coat, this um like this jacket that had this hood with this black fur inline that it could like unzip and fold over your shoulders so it looks like yeah. a freaking um a stark one of the stark uh, <laughs> uniforms like john snow's right I, don't on. Know, I loved it yeah have you seen it more than once 
Yeah, I watched um I watched the whole thing by myself and then I watched again with the same person. Um I watched the the whole series over again. And it's one of those series which I'm sure you know that like it has just so much in it that every time you rewatch it, it just another thing pops out and you're like Ooh, a reference to here or something that's going to happen later on. Yeah. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I think it was about the same time as you, I think it was winter of 2017 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And I watched it alone. I think I started it during like exam week that year. I was like, it's time. People have been telling me for years. I need to watch it. It's time to dive in. And then my first year at USC, every Sunday, me and a group of people would get together and watch like two or three episodes. And we, it took us the whole first year <laughs> at USC, but we, we finished it right as like season eight was coming out. So we, oh. watched, we, so we watched it all and then watched season eight like that together. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a cool way to approach it. Like not just like binging it all in one session, just going over because then, then you get attached to these characters more over time. Yeah. It was, so a, that's even... it was like an eight month journey. Yeah. And actually right now, me and my brother and my one of my best friends here are rewatching it. So it's my third, my third rewatch. We just got to spoilers to anyone listening, cover your ears. We just uh the mountain just killed the the red viper. Oh, that that part. There are so many parts in that series that are just like just... Literally, literally that. Literally mind blown. And and I love that. <laughs> that that guy was a great well, Mountain's a great character too, but I love them both. I remember when um oh, it was no it was when season eight was um coming out the uh what was, it was the Battle of Winterfell when um all of the uh, like the the what are the bad guys called again the Whites the White Walkers uh, they yeah. attacked yeah the White Walkers when they attacked um Winterfell and we me and two of my friends literally we went into one of the uh, college classrooms and we during the night so no one was there and we hooked up our laptop to the projector and we just projected it on and so we get this like huge like movie theater style watch oh and um but the worst part is apparently all the uh all the college computers shut down at like 10 or 11. so like literally during it was when um another spoiler when the night king was like raising his arms like and Jon snow was looking at him we're like and then it shut down and we're like lewis get your computer back up so we had to do it manually but um but we were able to finish it dude that that episode for for everything that like went wrong with season eight in terms of just it was just rushed really but there's there's still some moments in that season that are incredible that was one of them where it's like we're fucked we are total everyone's fucked literally like that was like just the hopelessness that you were grasping onto the for, for that episode because like all all these like because a lot of like monumental things happen in that episode character wise yep and, like i don't know it was just it's just crazy it was just an insane episode it was absolutely insane all right now we'll we'll bring it back to 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 you and and what you do so why don't you just run down quickly who you are <laughs> what what you've been up to uh and a little bit about your background Sure. So I'm Bobby Waters and accidentally gave my nickname Bobby Bass because I'm a bass. <laughs> so um, I'm essentially a bass singer. I do mostly stuff involving acapella and choir and now sea shanties, apparently. <laughs> but um, the summer of 2020, that's when um, I hadn't really done so much social media stuff rather than on like just posting a couple videos on YouTube. But th- that's when I started doing... Um, uh, TikTok singing, so like duetting people and stuff like that. 
and that was again that was summer 2020 that's when it was the beginning so it was kind of when like quarantine was like the first implemented so that well at least in massachusetts the spring into the summer and that's when i started doing um like duetting and i think literally the first singing thing i did uh it was no well it was um it was me singing hallelujah with this dude and um i channeled my inner avi kaplan and um just just sang it and that one did well and then i did another um and then i did a bass line to the song and i'm like hmm maybe i'll do more of this and um then i just kept adding on i kept being involved in all these chains that like my account keeps expanding and stuff like that so then i expanded over to instagram recently and um so essentially i i'm a bass singer who gained a lot of followers on tiktok and instagram so yeah nice nice so what what was how did it feel for your following to go from you mentioned before pretty pretty small to to pretty big in in just a matter of months what is that what's that felt like being part of that kind of being part of the trends and just watching your following grow no it was it was pretty surreal because i actually had a tiktok since um it must have, oh it was october of 2019 it was on halloween because i just posted a I had to post a TikTok of like my group doing this weird TikTok challenge or something. So that's when I created my account. Then I just essentially posted funny stuff or stuff I felt was funny. And um and so I had a TikTok account for a while, but once I started doing music, that's when it started like going up and up and all my followers and it was like super surreal. I remember one day um it was it was after I posted a it, it was either my third or fourth music video. The d- did you see the life could be a dream chain? There was um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm very recent to TikTok, so I must have missed that one. No, yeah, I remember you just, uh, yeah. But um, oh, what was it? It was the essentially this guy named Elijah started this. He just sang the um, lo- this song "Life Could Be a Dream" or it's called Shaboom, and um, he just sang it in his car, and then people kept adding on to it, and then I added on to it. And that was like the first like one that like blew up, blew up. And when your account when your account blows up, essentially you just keep getting spammed and spammed <laughs> with like all these comments on. And it was like, what's happening? I took a nap and woke up and I had like a hundred notifications from TikTok, and I'm like, what just happened? And literally, it just it just kept going up from there. And um, I did more stuff and got more popularity through it. And then what was the Oh, I know it. Water break. <laughs> but um, during the summer, it was I think it it was later in the summer. I think uh, I was at my um, friend's house. We were just like watching something, and um, I was showing her my YouTube. And there's this one video on YouTube where it's just me singing the Halo theme theme in the hot tub, and that one like I just posted it on my YouTube because I was like, this is funny. And um, it only had like a hundred or something views. And then she was like, "Hey, you should post that on TikTok." And I was like, "Oh, sure, why not?" And without thinking twice, I just posted to TikTok. And so after I'm uh, walking my friend home, I was like walking back, and I looked. I'm like, "Oh, damn!" And it had like fourteen thousand likes. And then I like went to the comments. I read two comments, and then I went back, and it was at twenty four thousand likes. And I was like, "This hasn't happened before." And essentially that that's where like it started my account like started exploding i gained oh my god it must have been like 
over the next couple of days, it was over 50,000 followers. It was nuts. That's when I like passed a hundred thousand and my video got up to like a million or like a bunch of million views and stuff. And I was just, it was just insane to me. And, uh, people started saying like all these accounts on Instagram and I j like just started my Instagram like the week before, like, um, the Bobby base Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And, um, where I essentially just republish stuff from TikTok. Yeah. But, um, and all these accounts started like asking, Hey, could, could you, could I like post this on my account? Like all these meme accounts, like these huge meme accounts. I'm like, sure. And, uh, but I'm like, but could you just credit my music account instead of my personal? And they're like, sure. And then my, um, music account started just expanding and growing like that. And, um, but no, it's it's honestly been insane. And not just like finding all these people who are supporting you, but like meet, meeting all these others like creators or musicians. Like I, I didn't meet you through the um, TikTok or Instagram, but I, I met you through uh, Facebook and the Discord. Yeah, right. And um, and uh, I think it was uh, all that stuff that was happening that um, brought me to the ambassador team on the base Discord mm -hmm. where I mm -hmm. started talking with you and the other guys more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, it was. Yeah, that's wild, man. Have you have you become numb to it yet? You got that initial burst of 50,000 followers. And do you have less of a buzz now when you put out a video that gets a ton of attention? Oh, it definitely depends. Like, um, like I was all of my videos were like doing well before the Halo Hot Tub video. But when that blew up, it was like another like boost of serotonin. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is this? Um, they're. they're I I guess I guess since I've been like because I've been what's what month it is it what month is it it's February February right? yeah February so I've probably <laughs> had my account for like half a year or something my music side at least so um I've been like doing lives over them like talking to some of like the people who follow me and stuff so sometimes it kind of like dulled down like that like where I'm just like yeah this is just this is a nice ride um, but every once in a while there will be that video that like explodes or something. And it's just a little more like, wow, I, I still can't believe this is happening. And especially like some of the people who like, uh, comment on like the videos, like, especially people like I look up to, especially who I've been following before my accounts like exploded, so, like, uh, uh, who like Jim Hogan. He's a big guy the, um, and like a bunch of these other music accounts and just collaborating with people on them. And then our thing with Avi Kaplan, that was pretty nuts. <laughs> that was, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. I like at, he, he's like the dude I've looked up to for like quite a while. And like just to see him recognize something I've been a part of has just been nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see him interacting much either. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I guess he, I don't know his like how long he spends on social media, but like just enough to like, because I sent him the video, um, like a day after, um, I posted it on Instagram, just like, maybe you'll see it. Maybe he won't. And he like responded just a couple days later and like commented on the video. And now I was like, wow. And he's like, he's super nice. Like I just talked to him a little bit in the DMS and he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. He seems like someone who it's not like he hides his past in acapella, but he's very much moved on towards his solo career of like folk Appalachian style. 
Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Absolutely. he still does. Apparently he still does a workshop every year, some kind of acapella workshop. Yeah, the um, he it's called Acapella Academy, and that's actually the only uh, acapella thing he's um uh relating to or working with right now. One because he founded it, or he was one of the guys who founded it. I'm pretty sure, and also um because he just wants to solidify himself more in the um his genre, exactly like you said. Since PTX yeah. was just such a big part of his life. Yeah, yeah, and no one's ever gonna. I mean, he's always gonna be the base. Yeah, exactly. The base everyone fell in love with. Exactly, exactly. I, f- I felt that it was kind of like the golden age. Like a lot of these, um, a lot of like high school or middle school or college bass singers or something. He was like one of the first guys. Like, I don't, I don't want to say in the mainstream because I wouldn't really call it mainstream at that point. But like in that kind of style where like you just see like, hey, wait, a bass singer exists. I thought they were just legend or something like that. But um yeah, like yeah. Yeah, he actually apparently Pentatonics before I was in Exit, they came to JMU and did some kind of collaborative thing. Uh that and so oh, I guess really? yeah, so just before my time into my time, Acapella was really big and growing, I think mostly because of Pentatonics and because of Pitch Perfect. I remember our our group gave a concert the semester before I got in. We were in the biggest performance hall on campus and it sold out. It was like 1,500 seats at a college acapella concert. Acapella selling out. Yeah. And and the year I was in, I think we still sold 1,000 seats or something the first year I was in, which is nuts. And that it had never been like that. Most acapella concerts is like, you know, 150, 200 people. Maybe like that. This is a so, sold out auditorium <laughs> for acapella music in college. It's kind of insane to think about. But were you saying that that was because of like the pitch perfect rise or because Pentatonix visited the college? Like was Pentatonix like doing something with your group specifically or just the school in general? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Oh, it would have been just with our group. Uh, but I, I don't remember all the details. I just remember I'm pretty sure they came back to like a party at like the exit 245 house oh that and we're hanging that out would be wacky i'll, I'll do, we can fact check this later i'm 99 sure that's what was going on but the the concert sellout i'm pretty sure was because of pitch perfect because people didn't know about acapella and either they were curious or they liked it i mean we know pitch perfect is kind of gimmicky um yeah. and how it like you know riff-offs don't happen that kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i fun think to watch on screen a little harder in real life fun to watch pretty much impossible in real life Oh, yeah. But I think that's what attracted so many people to come out. But it's just weird. You th- like acapella has become a much more popular thing. It used to be, from my understanding, just less cool. Yeah. To put to put it plainly, that's just how it seems like it was in the past. No, no, I definitely agree. And just like, yeah, no, just what you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah. What What's been your experience in your group? Uh, so essentially, I jump. My group is UMass Lowell Acapella because we're the River Hawks. Haha, it's a funny joke because <laughs> acapella groups love their puns. All the names are still gimmicky. Admittedly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't think we'll lose that. But um, I joined that. Uh, it must have been. It was 2018. It was fall of 2018 because I graduated high school in 2017. And um, I went to a community uh, community college at first to get stuff out of the way. And then I transferred to UMass Lowell. And um, when I was transferring there, 
uh, I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have an acapella group. Because like that that's when I was on my like pentatonics voice play home free high. Like I was just living off that. And um so I like looked up and saw there were a couple groups and um auditioned and I ultimately chose to go with UMass Lowell Acapella. And again, we're like just that gimmicky boy acapella group with uh we got uh I wonder I have my um actually I wanna just whip out the suit because it's whip it out, whip it out. So essentially we got what's called our super suit, which is we wear blue jeans and we wear a white dress shirt with a blue vest, bright blue vest. Wow. And this is a real bow tie and a bow wow. tie. It's pretty fun to wear, but um, <laughs> it, it's definitely a sight for sore eyes. And um, literally, so I went there and I completely forgot what I was talking about. Super suit. Joining Hacapella. Okay. Boom. So um, when I joined Hacapella, that's like literally just being involved in the Acapella community at UMass Lowell. Like literally I live with two of my friends um, who are also in the group. And um, one of my other friends was in one of the other Acapella groups, the Hawkettes. Because of course, <laughs> still got to have the pun name. And um, so that's, that's, I'd say definitely joining Hacapella was when I transferred from like the professional acapella world to the more collegiate acapella world because i remember literally um uh it was at callbacks where i met all the guys and one of the alumni graham allen he um he sent me uh it was this huge ass like spotify playlist with all these um all-male college acapella groups and and surprise surprise your group was also on there hey uh it was um it was prototype and prototype yeah yeah that was and the one i was this, uh, you had the i was music that was the one you were music one. director yeah uh and you had the solo in um sound of silence right yeah i had the first solo <laughs> oh that was cool yeah i did i, did, I didn't go after the the high a's not until yeah. well actually in my recent cover i did but i couldn't do it back then no yeah i remember that look <laughs> at me i still can't really do it but um you don't need high a's as a base you really don't need it <laughs> yeah Fun little party trick here and there, but yeah, for sure. The um, literally one of the um, I think my music director, uh, the first music director when I was there, he was I was talking to him and I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of want to work on my falsetto, just get that better. And he looks at me, and he's like, you really don't need to. And I was like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's but yeah, he like sent me that huge track list. I like listened to all of it and I started like looking after all these other college acapella groups like um obviously got your nor'easters you got pitch slapped and um all of these other ones i just started looking at getting into because um it's definitely a different vibe because like co college acapella groups like compared to modern day or not modern day professional acapella groups like the ones that i listen to like especially when i was around that age going like uh <laughs> pentatonics voice play home free like they're all like five person but getting in like a a full group of like 10 to like 15 people it's definitely a different like a different thing to listen out for but um it's harder but there's like a lot of stuff you can do with that so joining acapella was just great to kind of get involved in like the a collegiate acapella community because i like met so many people through that just been insane yeah, yeah and like we have been involved with like the project like the first year um that i joined the group was halfway through recording an album 
um, which was called How to Tie a Bowtie. And um, it was a 10 person, not a 10 person, a 10 song album. And so I was, I think I was on half of that. So like literally just jumping into the group and then like, they're like, oh, by the way, we're recording an album. And I'm like, this is sick. And um, so like just recording and the, like, you know, because you have done uh, the album stuff as well. Just the recording process was like, was really cool and like really different from like live performances and stuff like that. Like I remember we have, um, we like rented out this room in one of the, um, it was in one of the, I wouldn't really call it a dorm hall, but it was one of the places where students were living. And it was like this big conference room. We got like two microphones um, on each side of the room with, with a little uh, acoustic shield. Um, and we were like two person apart. And so we were recording like two people at a time. And um, that's where I like met some of the tracking engineers, which was really cool. But um, no, no recording that album was fun. And yeah, then, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually in a similar boat. I remember when I got in, I don't know if you ever heard The Way Out. That's another exit album, the one right before Prototype. And I came in halfway through that one. And I remember it was like the first or second weekend I was in the group. We're like, all right, we're going to Charlottesville to record Amnesia, I think was was one of the songs we were coming up. And it was it had it was my first time being like in a real booth. We'd record. Uh, James Gammon was our producer. He's a guy from Charlottesville. He, produ he produced a, a ton of like Cara winning albums, tons and tons and tons. And like all the groups at UVA and JMU. And then he has one one side of his basement is his studio. And then you go through a door, hallway, then another door. Then there's two booths. So like you would have two person per part, basically. But if you had like, if you have two bases, one base in one booth, the other base in the yeah. other booth like totally soundproofed and he's got all the nice feedback so anything that comes out of your mouth says, sounds phenomenal and There's it was no reflections yeah yeah it was it was such a cool it was like wow i'm i'm doing something professional for yeah the first, for the first time it's such and, a crazy feeling it's a crazy feeling another point i want to come back to is you said most professional groups are like five people or something like that the, well, I at think, least the ones that I follow. No, it's true. That I followed back then, yeah. No, same same for me. I think that's pretty much the case. Uh, the cool thing about college acapella groups for me was that in a live setting with no microphones, you could still get a big sound. It was like yeah. it was like it was like being in a like a chamber choir as opposed to trying to trying to create a big sound live with just five people. I mean, the ba if you have one bass, they're just not you can't make that much noise unless no, you're yeah. a basso it's profundo and <laughs> you know they're like unicorns <laughs> yeah especially but, on a singer not sing over but like trying to blend in with the other singers especially if you got a bunch of tenors screlting and stuff like that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i always love that though we would do tons of gigs at the sorority houses and we do gigs outside and you can do that if you have 12 to 15 people yeah but if you only have five people it's just such a thin sound so like yeah. those groups really need to have either a big sound system or be in a recording setting to really, to really sound awesome. Yeah, definitely. And just the stuff that comes with professional, because like with college acapella groups, like you're a college student, like you're living there. You, um, it's not like you're trying to look for a job. It's like, you're just taking classes and stuff like that. We're out in the professional world. You have to kind of like, at, at least if you want to like do that for a living, you have to do a lot more. And especially, 
trying to find a bunch of people for a professional acapella group. You need to find good singers. You need to find dedicated singers. You need to find like flexible singers. It's it's just much harder out there, which makes sense why a lot of these groups like um, Pentatonix uh, has like only five people in it. But yeah, mm -hmm. something I loved about vibe, yeah. We might have talked about this on the Discord call, but something I loved about being in the college group was also most people were outside of the music world. Mm. You know, people who are like journalism majors or philosophy majors or whatever. I think there were only maybe two music majors, like voice majors when I was in the group uh, for most of my time in the group. And that was so nice because you just have these crazy good singers that don't really know much about music, but they're they're musical enough and they're passionate about it to come together and learn the music and without kind of all the hangups that like a normal music major has, like they're not concerned yeah. about the theory and they're not <laughs> concerned about all this stuff. They're just like music director, tell me what to do. And I'm just going to make it happen. Like just flying, by work, the, yeah. flying by the seat of my pants basically. <laughs> and I always, I always love that, that collaboration. No, definitely. It's like groups like this. These are certainly groups that like, just take a bunch of different people from different backgrounds and just have them doing one, just one harmonious thing. Like in my group, like I'm not a music major, I'm a computer science major. And um, like we have a bunch of like engineers, we have English majors, we have just a wide variety of like different majors in this group. And just like coming together to do this stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely the diversity. I, I love it. Yeah. It makes It makes hanging out outside of rehearsal more fun too oh definitely <laughs> <laughs> well, you, like we have um you guys probably have something like this but like every winter except for last winter because of covid right. we have like these winter <clears throat> retreats where we just like go out to someone's house and uh for a couple of days we like practice music and just hang out and those are like such good times yeah. like um i think one of the best memories i had we actually had it at my house not last winter but two winters ago and um, uh, there's this room called the great room in my house where we have like a TV, uh, like there's a bar for some reason, there's like a table and just like, I just looked around at one minute and just, we had a bunch of us who were playing like four player split screen call of duty zombies. <laughs> we had like uh, the other guys playing like these board games called like Munchkin or something uh, in the background and just like everyone doing their own thing, just like jamming. And just looking at those videos like uh, that pop up back on Snapchat like last winter was like, oh, it's such good times. Good times. Good yeah. times. Uh, why don't you tell me about the Wellerman and how that came up? Because that's certainly you talked about the Halo video being a viral moment for you. This is certainly kind of in the middle of the second mm. the second really big thing, maybe. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So essentially for those who are listening and don't know there was a sea a surge of sea shanties last year and as i was going through music TikTok, because that's mostly my for you page um like i near like the middle of the year until like later in the year there was like there was a little bit of sea shanties popping up here and there but it was really like last december that like they really started like coming up and like everyone was doing them and i did um I don't know if it was the first one I did, but it was the first big one I did. Um, it was the Wellerman, but it wasn't with um, Nathan. It was with this guy named um, Riley Smith. And um, I, he like sang the Wellerman. He duetted himself, duetted himself again. Then I added on to it. And um, 
I just like made up a baseline. I was like, yeah, sure. This will do. This is fine. We'll see. So why not? And um, I just sang along and that, that, that did really well. And it was funny because that one, along with um, like like the Halo video, uh, several Instagram accounts like asked did the like asked to post it and stuff. Like it was posted on Reddit. Um, it was like on the front page of Reddit at some point, and that was crazy. And um, and I didn't even have a Reddit. I had to get a Reddit to see it, and um, it just started expanding from there. And since I did that Wellerman thing, um, this guy from the UK, Nathan, uh, he he started and he kind of like did the same thing. He just did like him, like hitting his hand on his desk, like as a beat and just started singing the Wellerman. And, um, and then everyone started doing it. That's the one that really like blew up. And since I had this experience with like the Wellerman, um, the last December, um, like all of my followers are like tagging me in this post and they're like, you have to do this again. You have to do this. And, um, eventually, so the way it worked, it was Nathan, and then this um, other bass named Luke, it's crazy good as well. Luke Taylor, he duetted that one. And then, um, oh, damn, I'm trying to remember the order. So it was him. Yeah. So then it was Luke. And then after that was my friend Aaron uh, Sloan, who um, I was friends with before on TikTok. And so his thing appeared on my um, following page. And I was like, oh, people will tell me to duet this. I'll duet it. And so I duetted it. And it started doing really well as well because the entire chain was doing really well. And then um, my friend Johnny Stewart added on to that one. And um, and that was the one that was like, it wasn't like the most like, like liked one because some had like millions of likes. But this is the one that like, it was posted on Twitter. It got like 5 million views on Twitter. This is Johnny's one, duet of mine. And like, it was posted everywhere on Instagram. And then the real thing, I was I was playing I was playing Minecraft one night and my friend texts me and she's like, Bobby, I just saw you on the um, Stephen Colbert show. And I was like, what? I'm like, you're joking. And <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I bet I can guess which video it is, though. And of course, I watched the next morning because it came out on YouTube on Stephen Colbert. Like he was like singing sea shanties and he played Johnny's video of all of us. And so that was like insane because like i followed everyone loves steven like he's he's such a cool guy but um and i known him for a while well not personally just watched his stuff and i was like this is huge i never thought i would be on this and then like magazines not magazines but like articles started getting like posted of all this stuff and we're like whoa this is kind of insane and then um it all came to fruition when i was talking to johnny one day and um he uh he was like yeah actually a couple label companies reached out to um us and like they wanted to uh have us make like a full studio version of the wellerman because of all the people who were in um who were in the uh the stephen colbert one and we're like i'm like i'd be into that and um so we started planning that we were talking to luke aaron nathan everyone and um then um nathan's um got a management team because he like exploded at the uk and like he he like there was an article like he quit his job he was doing this full time now and uh since we got a, he got the management team unfortunately we were unable to continue with him but um 
so but immediately and again props to johnny stewart um who is also huge in the acapella community collegiate at least and um he he reached out to this other dude um sam and so sam what's sam also has a, an account on tiktok and he does a bunch of like these sea shanty things i do edit him a couple times and he's like such a you could tell he's also a theater person because he really he really sells this stuff and so we were able to get him on the solo since uh we had to um replace nathan for the solo and literally from the time so i was text i was messaging i messaged johnny on the weekend and we were talking and he's like so just be prepared to like uh sing a baseline or something because this stuff might happen fast and we started talking on tuesday and he's like okay listen label companies approached me we need to record this as quickly as possible and i'm like you got it and literally so that was on tuesday the next monday we had that and the video released and that was the quickest recording process i've ever been and i have to we're really lucky because all of us had recording equipment at home and um johnny happened to be like a professional acapella mixer so we're like that's perfect so we all sent in his stuff um sent in our stuff to him and um he mixed it all together and he and he was him and i were like shooting back and forth about stuff and we're like yeah what if we what if sam added a couple more harmonies up here or what if um what if we reduce this part by a little bit and um and eventually like he sent sent us all like the final mix and we're like okay this goes off and we're like this is insane and we were talking with the label company and then we're like so what are we releasing this as and we're like talking about like the artist name that our group's gonna be and um we just came up we're like what if it was just the weller men the weller men presenting the weller men and we're like why not let's do that so then like we shot the video that weekend at, uh 10 west 10 west is the label company and they're out in the uk and um they put the video together uh johnny sent the song off to mastering at vocal mastering and um and we literally released everything on um on on that monday and it was just insane how quickly that process went yeah dude that's totally nuts i checked the other day it looks like the the video it is probably up over a million now i think it was at nine hundred fifty thousand when i looked a couple of days ago yeah it literally it passed a million today which was insane i was like wow we posted this video like less than a month ago yeah and um like that was that was where the um that was where the uh what was it called that's when the youtube account was made like it was just made the wellerman they posted that video and my mom who actually helped a lot with um some of the publicity <laughs> there it here is and there just gotta find that word <laughs> here and there um she like jumped on the website because there was no the wellerman website so she jumped on that and got that and um just like creating our account here and there like the youtube account now has over like 17 that not 17 that wait what was it 17 yeah 17,000 17,000 that's a lot of people 17,000 subscribers and um we're actually also having um a live stream on youtube on monday which is 12 o'clock noon eastern standard time and i think it's five o'clock in europe around the london area yeah yeah that makes sense but um literally all that stuff is and just like streams have been going insane the youtube video is going insane 
So we're like, we're just talking and we're like, the people want more. And we're like, what if we just, um, what if we make an album? We're like, I'd be cool with that. So we started workshopping all these ideas. Like, what if we do this song? What if we collaborate on some of these songs? And we start like planning out for all of this. And 10 West was like, we're a hundred percent in. And so we're definitely in the development for an album where like we finalized all the songs, which I'm not going to give away today, <laughs> but um, we reached out to, we started reaching out to like all these people and um, to see if they collaborate like TikTok stars who have been like in the sea shanty thing while it was happening. And um, just like other people who would like, who are like big names who hopefully they'd be interested in this stuff. And um, it was literally it's just been like insane and this this is also me starting like my last semester at college like i'm just like all this stuff is happening at the same time it's it's crazy yeah yeah speaking of that what do you hope to do after college what are your current plans so right now i'm still on the job lookout um right now i'm gonna graduate with um, a degree in computer science and sound recording technology not a major in sound recording technology just a minor but um, essentially, some of the stuff I've been looking through is um, like software companies. Like one of the ones that I recently looked into was Bose and some of their like music technology positions. And uh, I looked at some companies like Avid and um, and Isotope because some of the stuff um, where they're like programming plugins and stuff like that. I recently got a book that um, is like programming audio plugins in C++ and I'm gonna start like reading over that because that stuff's interesting because like you i do like music production stuff like that and um i love learning more and more about that stuff so that's for a job that's like most likely um i'm looking and um so yeah that's where i'm looking right now that is fascinating Mm. trying to think about programming plugins Mm. some of them are complicated enough just to use but oh, yeah. it's a whole different scene learning the programming. Yeah, have you, have, have, you, have you tried to make any kind of basic plugin yet? Just like maybe an auto filter or a really basic EQ or something like that. How would you even go about that? I know nothing about computer science. Well, the thing is, I, I started the book a little bit, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, they But the book is big and it's like there's a lot of stuff. It goes over a ton of stuff like filters eqs like you said then like more in depth in like reverb even tuning stuff there's just a lot that can go on in that book but um it, it and i imagine it really helps you understand it more since you're literally creating it so you're like digesting the animal that is audio plugins and stuff like that but um I, literally i can't imagine how like creating like a plugin like melodyne or something like that would take because they're just like so intricate and stuff and they work so well. You're like, I wonder how much time has been put into this. Yeah. Just insane. I used to use some crazy plugins for my electronic music. Yeah. Uh, there was one called Massive, which the company Native Instruments made it. It was a synth mm. uh, creator. Crazy complicated. I remember I opened it up for my mom one time and she told me it looked like the motherboard of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's about just a million knobs, literally infinite combinations of what you can do. Um, and that's just no, using it yeah. again. So, I mean, programming it, I can't even I can't even begin to imagine. 
Yeah, there's just a lot that goes into a lot of that stuff. I literally saw something the other day. It was like, I think someone posted it on like an audio Facebook group. And it was, um, I think it was from the movie Alien. And they had like all these like different like stuff on like the spaceship, like all this technology. And there's like someone pointed out that there was like um, an analog like reverb uh, machine thing. It's like, huh, I think that's computer, but it's actually a reverb little thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was really funny because it just seems like they're just taking a bunch of audio equipment or just like computer equipment, audio equipment, just putting it and say, people won't understand this. Yes. Yeah. Let's just make it seem like a computer. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Exactly. Have you I don't imagine this has become a big issue. The fame you've reached, of course, is not something like Brad Pitt or like some kind of no. Hollywood celebrity. But have you. Have you gotten any fair weather friends? Have have there people who didn't pay attention to you in your like secondary circle who have like reached out to be like, oh, Bobby, like, you know, we were friends, right? And like try to try to like kind <laughs> oh. of ride your coattails a little bit. Has there been any of that? You don't have to name names, of course. Calling people out. It's like Tim, you <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't really think so. A lot of people haven't really like been like hey let's hang out now that you're like famous on tiktok or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah but but definitely i had like um when i created my um uh doorbell when i created my uh instagram account like a bunch of like my friends or people who went to my school like started following it and i'm like wow i haven't heard from this person in years but um and just a, a lot of my friends like reached out and said like this stuff is crazy how are you doing with that and i'm like I don't know. It's insane. So I haven't really had people going like trying to ride off of the fame and stuff like that. Yeah, I've definitely had like people like coming to collaborate, but like most of the time it's other like musicians like who are like blown up on TikTok or something like that, or have had experience in that realm, um, which is, which has been nice. It's cool to collaborate with people like absolutely. But um no, it's it's been I've I've received a lot of like positive stuff about this. So it's been really cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. What do you like to do outside of the music world? Any oh. special hobbies? Any uh sports you like to play? Anything like that? That's a good question. Other than Game of Thrones, that's a given. Other than yeah. <laughs> um so one of the things, um so for my fitness side, have you heard of a martial art called Krav Maga? Yeah, Russian, right? Yeah, it's Israeli. Mm -hmm. But um, mm. around that area, but <laughs> essentially um, it's this like Israeli military um, like combat system. And like my dad, um, so my dad found out about like a long time ago, like must've been like, eight years ago now. And we, um, he started doing it at, at this, um, uh, at this, like there was a small little Krav Maga studio at this one place. And he started doing that. I wasn't really into like fitness or anything. I was just this skinny dude and I was like 12. And so he was like, want to join me one day? And I was like, yeah, sure. And like, I just went there and did it with him and we got like really into it. And eventually um, that place um, shut down and we found this like bigger place that has like a bunch of these craft chains all around. And um, we started like going there. And Krabaga doesn't typically have a belt, like a belt system, like a lot of, um, uh, like a lot of different martial arts do, but they wanted to implement it, uh, just as like a sign of progression kind of. 
just to help a little like motivate towards like a goal. And um, it was 2017. It was like four or five years after my dad and I done it. We like got our black belts in Gramaga, which was <clears throat> really cool, really cool achievement. Um, and like we we it's been a little hard because they're doing it like over Zoom now. And I've been in college and uh, college can obviously <clears throat> keep you away from a lot of stuff that you were doing back in your hometown. But um, I do it like every summer and stuff. That's how I stay fit. Mm. Um, and another thing that I do, I'm actually an archery instructor, as mm. which surprises a lot of people. They're like, so do you know how to shoot a bow and arrow? And I'm like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the gig. Yeah, that's the gig. Yeah. And it's always their first question. I don't know why. <laughs> but it was um, I, I did. I, I've been doing um, archery at like on the it's called on on the mark archery. And so I've been an instructor there for oh, must have been a couple of years now. Yeah, a little over two years, which has been really cool or almost three years, I think. So um, that's a little hobby that I've had. And um, nice fun fact. I actually didn't know how to shoot archery like when I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> but um it was kind of cool like getting the inside scoop from um uh just getting like privately trained by the other instructors so i just like had a clean slate starting off so um that that's been a lot of fun it's a pretty cool good gig to have but um yeah right on yeah definitely i'm trying to think of uh croft mcgob that yeah isn't the idea that they simulate street fighting if you were to actually get into a fight in yeah not in like a studio setting yeah it's definitely it's it's a very principle-based martial art we don't have like these ancient techniques techniques just keep getting updated and updated like uh be, just to find what works better like 90 percent, like 99 percent of the techniques always involve a groin strike because mm. it's the most sensitive area you want to go for that yeah but um we uh yeah it's definitely a lot of um more of that street mentality kind of like thing but um so you yeah. can beat some ass that's pretty cool yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good to know that you can protect yourself to a degree. no it is yeah. it is for sure cool let's bring it home uh what are some short-term and long-term goals for you this can be TikTok related or it can be life related career related mm. doesn't matter just any kind of goals you have that you've been thinking about Short term, let's say within the next year, and then you know the more grandiose dreams we can call them for decades down the road. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so obviously, as I continue through the year and through next year and stuff, I want to keep growing my TikTok and like other accounts because that way I just reach more people, get more familiar with like other creators and stuff like that, get other connections. Like it was funny. One of the things I forgot to mention, like. One of the crazy things, uh, it was Kendall from Big Time Rush followed me on Instagram, and I was like, "What the heck?" Like one of my friends told me, and I was like, "That's insane." <clears throat> but just like getting connected to like a bunch of other people in the music area, like I, I talk, like we've talked to Avi, like never thought I would talk to him in my life. Yeah. Um, like I, I recently talked to Joe Santoni from, um, uh, from D Capella just like all these other bases that like I've looked up to all these other musicians that I've kind of looked up to that I'm like, how am I even like not in the same room with them? But like, just, just like getting more connections like that, meeting all these other people. Um, and, Hmm. Just like, 
one of the big things that's been happening this year, like I've been involved in like a bunch of different acapella projects and um, love acapella, want to continue doing that. Um, and I guess since I'm kind of like graduating college, I'm definitely going to be looking for a lot more like opportunities like that since I'm not really going to be in acapella or like the chamber choir here anymore. And um, I'm going to be more like on my own finding these things. Um, so I'll probably look for like, maybe like audition well once covid ends and stuff like that audition for like groups in boston or wherever i'm thinking of working and um just kind of expand my musical kind of musical area musical resume and also a, a little side effect that's been uh from uh just doing stuff with tiktok it's, it's gotten me much better than i previously was just like i don't know trying to like sing come up with my own like bass lines which i haven't really done before TikTok and just come up with all this different um stuff and uh practice it and then sing it next to the other person in the little duet window and um I feel like that's definitely helped and um just gain more experience as a musician great have a long term have you thought about it you've definitely been caught in the middle of a lot of excitement lately, so I understand if you haven't been thinking too far down the road. You're just like, let me get week to week right now, yeah, day to day. <laughs> Literally, as I mentioned earlier, what month is it? I don't yeah. know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, just all these stuff would happen. You know, it would be really cool to be like in a professional like style group. I think I have a little, a little, little more way of, way to go musician wise, but um, like I think that would be really cool because like singing is a passion of mine, even though I do like computer science which i love and um sound recording technology like doing all these like literally last year was when i started doing like a bunch of more like recording projects and stuff like that getting more involved like that um but like literally to be in a professional like vocal group or anything would be like really cool cool yeah. well you could always start your own i mean you'll have in fact that i was thinking true. about this recently i was thinking about once you have a big mm. enough following you can I mean, you could host auditions to create your own group. You probably get thousands of people to audition to be like, Bobby Bass is starting a group who wants to be a part of it. Something you can I have about. never thought about that before, actually. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine oh. in today's day and age how many quick video auditions you'd get? Even right now, if you were like, Oh yeah. You get like tons. No, yeah. Even on like Instagram, like people you you have your little like people who try to send you a message who you're not following back and i like watch a lot of those it's a lot of people yeah. like singing yeah. and stuff like how do i improve on this or like check me out singing on this so yeah i imagine that i could literally get a ton of people like that yeah i don't know how well i would i don't know if i would be right to music direct them that's <laughs> that's something no this comes later this was once you have tons of years of experience in the game yeah exactly you know once I'm a, yeah that's Always. a very fair point. Once you're in your but final yeah. final form as an acapella base, final acapella <laughs> base form. Wow, what a world that would be! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been really fun talking to you. I'm really glad we got to talk about Thrones for a few minutes. Oh, you got to, you got to. <laughs> a ton of other uh, great subjects. So it's been great talking to you, and I will I'll talk to you again soon because we may have a thing or two in the works. Ooh. <laughs> We may. We may. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> inviting me to this. This has been fun. Good thing, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. You too. Bye.